Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. The new cryptocurrency opportunity. The new Bitcoin. Making your wealth possible. One coin. The new Bitcoin has arrived. Everyone knows the story about Bitcoin. They started at a few cents, established ground, and rose to over 1,000 euros. Many Bitcoin investors are now millionaires. Those who bought for 100 Bitcoins now own an apartment. Did you miss the Bitcoin boat? No worries. A new cryptocurrency has arrived. One coin. Welcome back to Fraudsters. I'm Cena Gazdavi at Cena Now on all social media. Justin Williams is here. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram and all those places. Justin, do you want to actually give out your handle this week? No, no one can find me on Instagram. You can only find me on Facebook. <laughs> if you do find Justin on Instagram, please uh, direct message him and bother him so that his phone blows up. Uh, so, <laughs> as always, though, hit us up on the uh, texting community uh, line 412-285-1255. Send us your tips. That is the official Fraudsters tip line. It is also the, the official line to get access to our private Zoom happy hour that will happen on March 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, uh, Ireland. When are, what time is that in Ireland? I think maybe it's like... Uh, that's like 2 a.m. No, I believe that's top of the morning. <laughs> I believe. Uh, <laughs> so we'll send a Zoom link out 10 minutes before the happy hour. What we're going to do is we're just going to say hello. We're going to talk about, you know, the show. You guys can ask us whatever you want. It'll be a controlled, moderated Zoom happy hour. We want to know what your drinks are. We can also maybe go over some of the um, the tips that some people have sent us because some of the stories are pretty amazing. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's right, guys. We're going to drink and talk about some of the suggestions that you sent in. And if you want, you can ask us questions. It's, it'll be very special. I've actually already been drunk on the community text line, so I'm sure this will be very fun. I've already spent the weekend feeling terrible about it. <laughs> yeah, why are you in a rush to cancel yourself? I like a challenge, I think is what it is. I really do. I mean, it's last week, you know. <laughs> God. <laughs> so last week, Justin, we did the Queen of Swindlers from the late 1800s. But this week, we're going to talk about the Crypto Queen. She is the person behind OneCoin, which is what you heard at the top of the show. Ruja Ignatova was the CEO of OneCoin, a multi-level marketing company that had a cryptocurrency. And this was truly a fraud cocktail. One part multi-level marketing pyramid scheme, one part Ponzi scheme, and a dash of affinity fraud. So what you're saying, this is like if Bernie Madoff was selling Amway on the computer. Yes, and if Amway <laughs> was filled <laughs> with just like like bubble wrap instead of any actual products. <laughs> so the Justice Department did an entire charge against Ruja Ignatova, and it is a great read if you actually like to read things from the Justice Department. I do. And the Justice Department 
said that OneCoin took in over $4 billion during its run from 2014 to 2016. The victims here are actually all the people that invested, which is nearly 3 million people. Wow. Of course, the amount they lost can range, but what's important here is that it even worked in the first place. I mean, cryptocurrency is supposed to be about math. It's, it's supposed to be provable. And they managed to run this scam for a couple years despite all the real math that people thought was happening within it. Yeah, I mean, when you say 3 million people, that's like everybody in Chicago plus like a few of the large suburbs. I'll tell you who has a good uh, cryptocurrency. It's actually Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. You know, cryptocurrency because he's a crypt. <laughs> He's a crip killer. Wait, I think, doesn't he have a real? Is that his real? He probably. Doesn't he have a dog coin? Uh, uh, does he have dog coin or it's not cryptocurrency because he's a crip? No, I mean, I get the. I get, the pun. I get I'll, the I'm going to repeat crip. it until you acknowledge that pun. I, I get it. You know, someone messaged me. They're like, you missed this joke that Justin. I was like, I, I'm sorry. I can't. I get it. But I do. I do know this. I'm in Inglewood right now. So I do understand uh, the colors I am supposed to wear and uh, not to wear. Although I do have blue sweatpants on all the time when I walk through me. Are you just walking around like like 1991 iced tea in your neighborhood now? Exactly. <laughs> Listen, today was a good day. I didn't have to use my AK. <laughs> yeah. Dogecoin is supposedly what uh, Snoop Dogg is backing as well as Elon Musk, and we've heard about all of that. But I, you know, let me know in uh, in the text thread, guys, if you know what Snoop Dogg's invested in on the crypto front. All right, so to really understand how this multi-level marketing company tried to create a currency that competed with Bitcoin, that is everything that this cryptocurrency wanted to be. It wanted to be the Bitcoin killer. But before we even understand Bitcoin and OneCoin and all these other things, we have to kind of get through some explanatory stuff. We got to level set a little bit because this stuff gets really complicated. And Justin has a PhD and he doesn't know really too much about cryptocurrency. Is that right, Justin? No, I have no idea what cryptocurrency is. People kept uh, trying to tell me about it and stuff like that. But uh, since I never saw it, I don't think it's real. And I feel like this episode is actually going to reaffirm my suspicion. <laughs> I'm a big fan of cryptocurrencies, which is why I'm really happy about doing this show, because there is a good side and there is a very evil side to cryptocurrency. But before we dive into that, I just want to start at a very high level with thinking about what a currency even is. And a currency is just a way to exchange things. That's it. We know it has no intrinsic value. Like a dollar, the paper itself has no intrinsic value. At one point, the value of our currency was tied to the amount of gold we had, but that stopped in 1971. And now, the dollar's value is pure trust. Think about that. Whatever value we place in the dollar is what it is. Trust means that people use the currency and that big banks trust how the country will manage the currency. So when you think about it, the dollar is everywhere. But the only reason it's not the euro or the Swiss franc or some other foreign currency is trust. Trust in the value that we all place in it. Now, a cryptocurrency is a currency still, and Bitcoin, for example, was made as a one-to-one -one online cash system, right? It was supposed to be meant so that people could exchange goods and use this online currency. Instead of going to a bank, everything is online. The users are online, the transactions are online, and the balances are online. Think about that. I'm going to say that again. The users are online, the transactions are online, the balances are online. That means there's no physical bank. There's no place for you to go to check your balance, right? There's no safe or vault where everything exists in a physical location. But you may say, though, that we have online banking. Yeah, of course, we have online banking. But when you do a transaction, it still has to go to the bank's building or wherever its servers are to verify that transaction. So if I'm doing a deal with Justin and I send him some money, my bank has to say, okay, yes, Cena has the money, and yes, he is sending that money to Justin, and I now that I have sent the money to Justin, I am going to have a balance that is reduced by the amount that I have just sent to Justin, right? That's still got to go through the bank. A cryptocurrency doesn't have a bank with servers around the world. 
It has a blockchain and that totally lives online and your transaction is verified and public to everyone. Okay, so here's how that works. Woof. This is already getting deep and saucy, people. Stay with me here. Go ahead and move back if you need to listen to it again. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, this is all wild to me. This is wild. This is, t- is this more difficult than your PhD? Yes, because you keep introducing new key terms. Every time I learn something, <laughs> now you're like, okay, so that's a Bitcoin. Now here's a blockchain. I'm like, what? <laughs> so here's how the blockchain works. Let's say I were to buy Justin's home with Bitcoin. Here's how that would go. I can send him the Bitcoin, and it has to go to the blockchain to get verified, just like in a bank situation, right? They got to verify the transaction. But in this case, on the blockchain, there are these miners that verify the transaction, and their job is to let their computer do a whole lot of math and verify it. The math is what enables all of this to be truthful, and on the network, the miners are all doing the same kind of math. And when a transaction is verified, the miner is rewarded with a Bitcoin. So can I take a Bitcoin to bazookas in Kansas City, Missouri? If bazookas had a terminal to take Bitcoin, then you could say, I'm going to send you Bitcoin. And on your phone, you'd have an app and you'd say, here's my wallet or my key or whatever. I'm going to send it to this person's wallet. And then you could take it to bazookas. Now, here's the thing, though. (laughs) If we do a transaction, if you took it to bazookas, it would maybe take a a while to verify that transaction. And that's kind of the problem with Bitcoin right now is that it takes a long time to verify. Right now, if I Venmo you or if I use Chase Pay or something else, it's really quick because it's just a, a place that it goes to. traveling super fast. But since the blockchain, all of these miners have to verify the transaction, that's a lot of math that has to get done. And so that's why these miners are important. When I said the transaction is public to everyone, every node on the network or every miner has a ledger where the transaction is posted. And they are economically motivated to verify the transaction in the same way that everyone else in the network is doing it. Because if they don't, then the whole thing stops working. So what you're saying is uh, two very important points stick out to me. One is that you say that uh, this prevents uh, currency manipulation because everybody has a stake in the system. And then the second thing is, is that if I do try to pay a dancer in Bitcoin at bazookas in Kansas City, Missouri, that that will be a matter of public record. <laughs> Yes and no. Yes, definitely a matter of public record. Currency manipulation gets into like a whole different thing. But what it does ensure is that my balance is truthful. So if I spend a Bitcoin, the blockchain verifies that I spent it and that it comes out of my wallet. If it didn't have this math, then let's say I wanted to pay for a lap dance twice (laughs) with the same money. I can't do that with the blockchain because the math ensures that this happens only once. All of this math is constructed so that you can just avoid going to the bank and having the bank be the middleman between you and a lovely lap dance. Bitcoin. (laughs) It's just a highway to getting canceled. (laughs) Bitcoin, now accepted at Bazookas in Kansas City, Missouri. (laughs) But if you're a miner... You only make money if the math you're doing is correct and it matches everyone else's math, right? This is how you use math to create trust. And what do we say? Trust is all you need for a currency. And so how does this all relate back to Ruja? Well, let's play a quick clip about it. Buying one coin is done through becoming a member. With your membership, you choose how much you want to put into this. 100 euros, 500 euros, 1,000 euros, 3,000 euros, 5,000 euros, 12,500 euros, 18,800 euros. <laughs> what do you get for your money? So many euros. An in-depth education program, how to trade cryptocurrencies. Tokens. The tokens are used to participate in the mining pool. Through the mining pool, your tokens are converted into one coins. So that's what Ruja did. It was used 
this multi-level marketing company to get people to pay for a membership, which gave them an education, right? They paid for educational materials, and we'll cover that in a little bit. And then they get a token where they can then mine a OneCoin, so they can verify a OneCoin in the hopes that if you have and hold this OneCoin, that it actually will increase in value as more people come into the multi-level marketing company, into the economic ecosystem that they are creating. But of course, the reason we're doing it on a show, Fraudsters, is because all this shit was fake. Fraudsters! Then put the air horn noise right there. (laughs) I'm not. I'm just going to keep that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, Justin, we haven't actually properly introduced the Crypto Queen. Let's hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, are you having a good time? Are you having a great time? You bet I am. You bet. I am too. Uh. So, we have heard so many good speakers on stage today, but this is only the beginning. A-list Remember, we're here for a reason. All of us are here for a reason. To lose money. Now... Obviously, what I'm back on stage is because uh, I, I haven't been paid yet. I'm presenting the next speaker. <laughs> I am Boss Rutten. Now, this speaker is the reason why we're all here. This is the masterpiece of this event, actually, of every single day. And my sitcom WandaVision. <laughs> this is the creator, the mastermind, the founder of cryptocurrency. Oh, everything? Of one coin. Oh, I see. Applause, Good clarification. Please. This girl is on fire. <laughs> 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 so, so good. You can't fucking write this shit. You can't fucking write this shit. So there's this elaborate entrance that Ruja does getting introduced. This presentation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? This is this is better than the fucking Super Bowl halftime show. Thank you. So can burn your eyes. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. You can try, but you'll never forget. Oh my god! It is god. really a pleasure for me to be here. I bet. One and a half years after we launched our cryptocurrency OneCoin, and this is who we are: global citizens of a small world wanting to make a change. So in the last two years, I've been called a lot of things. Oh, yeah? And probably the best thing that the press called me was one coin who is supposed to be the Bitcoin killer. (laughs) How's that working out? Well, I must say I like it. And... um, You all know, since we mined our first coin in January 2015, our growth exploded. Sebastian and Kari showed us the numbers. All wrong and fraudulent. Over 2 million users. Users means active users. All frauds. Our database has easily more than 12 million entry points. This is Melania Trump after she divorces Donald. Active users. (laughs) And no other cryptocurrency has as many users as we do. Ruja Ignatova was born on May 30th, 1980 in Sofia, Bulgaria. In 1990, her family emigrated to Schramberg, Germany, and she was smart. Listen, she a trait that we've seen in a lot of fraudsters. She actually went to Oxford and graduated with a, a Magister Juris in European and Comparative Law. And then like you, JW, she went and got her PhD. She's Dr. Ignatova, much like we what we should be calling you, Dr. Williams. I like that, a little Doc Williams. I think that has a good ring. 
No, I actually go by uh, Dr. Umar Johnson now. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. It's good. I'm glad you decided to cosplay Dr. Umar Johnson now. <laughs> yes. And you know how we always like to know if our fraudsters have done anything before the inciting event that we're covering here. And, and we're looking for a history of crimes of dishonesty. Again, I don't care if you got into a bar fight and you went to prison like Nick Cage and Con Air. Great movie, by the way. Must watch. <laughs> but we want to know, did you have a crime of dishonesty? I think the greatest crime of dishonesty was Dave Chappelle not getting an Oscar for his role in Con Air starring Nicholas Cage. Absolutely. You can't fall from a plane like that. <laughs> well, this is a restricted area. <laughs> Look, don't worry, baby. It's all right. I'm a, I'm a cop. You work for a prison or something? Yeah, Department of Corrections. <laughs> in 2012, Dr. Ignatova purchased a company with her father in Germany. But right after they bought the company, they filed for bankruptcy. The German authorities looked into it, and she was actually charged with fraud. At that time, she received a suspended sentence of 14 months. All right, 2012. So again... Not a difficult thing to find out. She was charged with fraud only two years before she started Bitcoin. Lock her up. Lock her <laughs> up. Lock her up. Wonderful. <laughs> Between her fraud case and the start of OneCoin, Ruja actually was part of a crypto company called Prosper LTD, which made this coin called Bitcoin. And Bitcoin <laughs> was developed by Johnny Ng, from Hong Kong, he joined with Ruja and a team of people, Sebastian Greenwood, who would go on to be part of OneCoin, Ronnie Scold, and Nigel Allen. So of that group, Nigel Allen was president of an MLM called Brilliant Carbon, which tried to, quote, merge purchasing of carbon credits with MLM. You know, carbon credits are, are pretty straightforward. It's a credit for carbon emissions. You could trade those credits on a market. And so if you're a big polluter, you may buy credits so that you're allowed to pollute a little bit more. And if you're a solar company, you're going to have credits to sell to people because you're a very energy efficient place. But this obviously is all fake. You can't see the carbon. You can't see the MLM. <laughs> you get people that are just really into the environment and boom, you got yourself a scam. He was also into another crypto Ponzi scam called Crypto888, which we are definitely going to cover next season because it is a juicy, baby. So who was trading Donkey Kong coin? From <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one, but I can assure you within the next year, like an NES coin will will be created. Mario coin, and it will yeah. make, the, it'll make the noise or the rings from Sonic the Hedgehog every time you do a transaction. Yoshi coin would sell like hotcakes. Who doesn't want a Yoshi coin? Little baby Yoshi? Are you kidding me? A little baby Yoshi coin? <laughs> Ruja is in good company with these guys. And the move here was the precursor to OneCoin. They wanted to use the power of networking and getting people to vouch for your coin in digital meeting rooms around the world and, and pay to be a member. They tried to build it up as like the next big thing and create an investment offering called Crypto Real Investment Trust. Okay, so they made an investment vehicle. We've talked about this before. When you can make a thing that people put money into, the government's going to say, hey, that's a security that you're making an investment in. That has rules around it. But some people just don't bother registering anything with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and they go about doing it anyways. Also, it's called the Crypto Real Investment Trust, which is always funny when a fraudster creates something that's completely fake. They will just call it real in the title. And that's usually a red flag if you have to say that it's real in the title. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. 
Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Please, everyone, if you enjoy Fraudsters, please Venmo me at Justin Williams' Totally Real Investment Bank. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing. Now, all this is like very complicated. You know, I, I I miss the simpler stories where it was just a guy starting a fake carpet cleaning company and then trying to sell <laughs> stock to it. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 the 90s were a, a different time. Well, so... At this big launch event where they were going to drum up all the money for Crypto Real Investment Trust, the launch went terribly. They wanted to wrap this crypto in a regular investment. But what happens when the asset, right, the cryptocurrency that's underneath it, plummets in value? Well, that means the whole thing is going to plummet as well. And so they all jumped ship immediately to another cryptocurrency. And jumping ship in a cryptocurrency is really interesting, right? Because it's not like you have to, you know, close down your business and like shutter windows. It's just like you make a new email, like a new website, I guess. Because these guys just started a new crypto called OneCoin. I mean, they branded it as Bitcoin 2.0. I mean, it's amazing when you look at what they were doing. Any other business would change the name completely. You know, want never to bring up the clearly fraudulent history that it had. Even Blackwater named it to itself to like she or like like Philip Morris is just like what is it called? It's like it's like safe. It's, it's called like, like safe cigarettes. It's called something ridiculous. But these guys knew how powerful their network was, and they had created a network of people that were stands for Bitcoin. So the network that they had, they were like, all right. We're going to call this the Bitcoin 2.0, OneCoin. And I also want to just think about this idea of networks. And they're really strong. And I think we're seeing this today as well with things like the Q conspiracy and stuff. Because networks can pull people in very easily. And there's this influence that happens. Justin, what do you think about this idea? There's so much influence that happens in networks. Like we're influenced when we get on a social media network by the news that we watch, right? And we're so pulled in very quickly. Hazel just got TikTok. She's up all hours of the night listening to TikTok. I never sleep. I never sleep anymore. Are you going to dance? Uh, I think I relate more just to don't like. Don't answer that. You don't have to answer that. You don't. You can't ask her that. That's no, you want to no, get canceled. No, you can't ask a, a no. younger white woman that works for us if she's gonna dance. But that's all you TikTok is: that. is young white ladies dancing, and then like, oh uh, my god, and then and then, this and is, then slightly younger black people dancing. Oh, oh, I I see the inner hotep has come out now, Justin, asking white women to dance for you. <laughs> no, they would say no. A, a hotep would be like white women stole TikTok from ancient Egypt. <laughs> God, I gotta get my hotep references in line. <laughs> so here's, here's so Hazel disgusted with us. It's good. So here's how she built that network of people, aka a cult, right? Because that's really what she ended up doing. They started with education. And I actually got a hold of some of the level one education material that costs around 100 euros-ish back when they were doing it. And they had a section on technical analysis. Now, technical analysis is very easy, right? It's just, here's how a stock works. Here's how it goes up. Here's how it goes down. Here are things you should read in the graph to make sure, you know, what you're understanding, how the stock is moving. But someone copied and pasted what was in their education and Googled it. And what do you know? It was actually plagiarized from a book. And are you ready for the title of this book? Technical Analysis for Dummies. Technical Analysis for Dummies. I, it's like, <laughs> come on now. I think it's like, it'd be funny if it was plagiarized. It's like technical analysis for dummies that can't recognize that this is plagiarized. And all they had to do was just Google it. And 
to prevent, like, I guess maybe, you know, the copyright police from coming after them, they made these very tiny edits. And Justin, it's funny because you're on like the honor uh, committee at your school. Is that right? Yes, yes. And so you you kind of like suss these things out. But I remember like most of the time the students just like blatantly copy and paste, right? I've seen every form of plagiarism to the most sophisticated to where uh, to where it takes me like several days of searching to actually find what they've done. And then I've also done ones where someone has actually attempted to turn in a physical copy of the New York Times, scratched out the <laughs> author's name and just written their name next to it. That is perfect. Yeah. Bold. Bold. That man is a senator now. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so let me describe one of the edits that they did. When the page of the book read, In other words, introducing just one contingency reduced the probability of your outcome from 75% to 67.5%. It got changed in the training material to, Good grief! Introducing one contingency reduced the probability of your outcome from 75% to 67.5%. Justin, would that pass your test? Would, that pa- would you know that that was plagiarized? Yes, that would actually uh, set my plagiarism detection on fire. Uh, (laughs) Way too much similarity there. It would highlight all of that. And I could see that you just changed a word there. (laughs) That's that. that. So a second section has a little more editing. Here's the original. Joint probabilities are a real bummer and are the real reason honest technical traders hate to declare a forecast. Here's the copy that they did. Joint probabilities really stink, don't they? No wonder technical traders hate to declare a forecast. <laughs> you know uh, who wrote this textbook, though, right? Who's that? Carlos Mencia. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's okay. So many people aren't going to even know who he was. Thank God that man was <laughs> ripped from the airwaves before the gentle Gen Zs came of consciousness. <laughs> oh, he is on a Netflix special now. Oh, does he? Get the fuck out. Yeah, it's called it's called Bill Cosby himself. <laughs> I love that. No, no, he does. He does, he does like he does like well, Bill Cosby bit as a closer. Like you know, there's always parallel thought, and then maybe you hear something. But like Bill Cosby's a storytelling comic, so the only way to rip Bill Cosby off is to like rip him off. Like you can't really ca- rip him you, off. Yeah, you can't like casually like you're like my brother Russell. <laughs> like and all this like other stuff. You mean what we do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other thing that I saw was there was actually a stain on one of the pages that got into the scan. And you could see that on the original, there is no stain. So like even when they printed it and rescanned it into their training materials, someone like spilled coffee on it or something. And all of their training materials, and we're going to get to this more in a bit here too, talks about Bitcoin. All of it talks about Bitcoin. Not one mention in the material that at least I saw in the level one material doesn't mention one coin at all. And so these guys were able to just create education, right? Quote education that was just blatantly copied from other places. And they charged thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars or euros for these materials. And of course, like a good multi-level marketing scam, Every time you went up in a level, you had to pay more money. And of course, the more people you bring in, you get a commission. We'll get to that in a second. The other thing, and we remember Kevin Trudeau, right? How he created this us versus them mentality. They did the same thing. Ruja and her whole team made it us versus Bitcoin versus the world. I mean, they may as well have called this the cryptocurrency they don't want you to know about. The cryptocurrency that they're being cryptic about telling you about. (laughs) So they had this antagonizing culture against people that were coming after them. One was PCPs. It's who they called bloggers. They called them penny-chasing parasites. They said they were always after clickbait. So if you challenged them and you were a blogger, like, hey, what's the deal with this thing? They called you a PCP. You should also just, you know, just as a disclaimer, do not... Smoke PCP. I don't know if this you is guys good. have ever... Yeah. This is a public service announcement from fraudsters. Don't yeah. smoke PCP. 
I don't think you could. Can you snort it? I don't think you should snort it either. I don't, no, I don't no. I think I think good. it's mostly smoking it. I mean, don't smoke PCP unless you want to have the strength of a superhero. Exactly, that's true. For some reason, unless you want superhuman strength. <laughs> they also called pictureless profile pricks PPPs. So people that would come on to their social pages and comment like, "Hey, this is all full of shit," they would call them PPPs. Pictureless profile pricks, which is so strange. So the people, the actual people inside were called independent affiliates. And this is how you were supposed to get a commission. You'd join, you'd go up a level, get your token, go to the mining, but you'd also promote it in whatever digital meeting room you were in. And if someone came in and you were in their MLM line, you would earn 10% as a commission. But get this. 6% went to cash and 4% went to a quote mandatory account, which was just more one coin. So you actually could only get a portion of your money in cash. And even then, if you wanted to take it out of your account, it cost you 15 euros. So the mandatory account was used to keep your money within the universe. And this is how they did it. They built an entire economic ecosystem on a completely fake currency that did not exist. They even had like a bank, a little, you know, a CD. You could put your money into this thing called CoinSafe where they said it would grow at a 12% interest, but it had to be locked up for 12, 18 or more months. And that is what blows my mind. All these people bought into the culture so much that they treated it like it was the real world. And when something like this is real, when the math is verified, it could be revolutionary. It could be something that people could really rally behind. But in this case, the whole fucking thing was fake. This is all pretty wild. Like, it's just <laughs> it's just so many layers of stuff that doesn't exist. It's like, exactly. what I got you is the bit man... But let's put you in the virtual chat room where we have a waiting room. Plus, the commission goes to the coin man. And the coin keeper keeps the coin in the digital wizard. Like, what? Like, what's the appeal? I mean, I guess because it grows in value, right? Like a stock, right? That's like, that's the value of this. And also, like, and it also, like, if I were a drug trafficker, this would be really useful, right? Too, if you want to keep money off the books. Yeah. I mean, there is a privacy or anonymity component to it. I mean, Ruja, in a lot of these speeches and stuff, she says she doesn't want it to be anonymous, that if you want to do something illicit, you should go use another currency. And I think in the entire cryptocurrency, or rather in the in the Bitcoin space at least, you know, the amount of illicit use, like how much is actually used for illegal stuff is like less than 1%. If you look at how much US dollars are used for <laughs> illegal purposes, I think you'd be at a much higher percentage. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's something to keep in mind. Well, do they have that crime coin? Where it's just like all criminals <laughs> getting together. Well, I think they did that in uh, uh, John Wick, right? Is that uh, the little assassin coins? From 2014 to 2016, they raised all this money. She was running this scam. And the math led to fucking nowhere. So you may be asking at home, because I asked this and I had to figure this out. How... Didn't someone go in and say the math isn't working or, or hey, why don't you show us where all this is going or show us the blog or show us something? What they did was they had a dashboard that showed their back office quote. And this back office shows what the blockchain is doing, what the active blocks are up to. And so they'll say, here's this active block. Here's how many transactions are happening on it. Here's all this other information. <laughs> but they literally made a video and just played it on loop for (laughs) this dashboard. So the actual place that you were supposed to verify where all this math was happening was like a shitty looking video. And you could find this online. I mean, that's what's, what's crazy. So I wanted to know why, what was motivating her to do this. And you probably get a feeling of it up until now. She hated Bitcoin. She hated Bitcoin. She wanted to kill Bitcoin. Bitcoin was everything that motivated Ruja. 
And here's a clip of her talking about Bitcoin, which made me really feel like she exposed a little bit of herself in a way that I, I didn't really anticipate. In 2010, I came across a concept called Bitcoin. And I made the mistake that I did not invest in it. I did not put money on it. And um, yes, it is what it is. I thought first that it will not work. And then it got more and more successful. And I watched more closely. To be very honest with you, I think the most things already have been invented. The internet, Google, Facebook, Apple. A lot of innovations <laughs> already happened. And people just copy them. But cryptocurrency, in my TikTok. opinion, is one of the last niches, one of the last places where we have a big chance to be one of the first ones. Now, but you might tell me, yes, but Bitcoin already did it. They are so big. I believe that Bitcoin oh, so big. and OneCoin are very different from each other and that OneCoin can make it much well, bigger than fake. Bitcoin. I mean, like the jury's still out on whether Bitcoin is going to collapse or if it's going to be real. I mean, the, people are generally in the camp of it's probably a store of value like gold. And OneCoin is clearly fake is clearly a fraud but when you compare it when you couple yourself to bitcoin it brings a rivalry it brings a reality to the system that you're participating in and it creates a culture that you can't leave really yeah it's like i don't own an nfl franchise but if i'm constantly going around just like at with conferences and they play like alicia keys to bring me on stage and i'm like we will beat the new york jets we are building exactly. an organization that will beat the Jets, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she's pissed about it. And I think one thing to mention here is that, like, we talked about Kevin Trudeau. And how do we compare Kevin Trudeau to Ruja? Kevin never had a cool way to say hello. So I'd like to teach you guys and everyone at home how to do the one coin hello. Are you guys, are you down? Are you okay with that? Yes. Okay. All right. I want you to take your thumb, okay, and then make a circle and connect the tip of your index finger to it, okay? Now put up three, the other three fingers. No. <laughs> put up the other three fingers. And now, yes, that is the white supremacy sign if you're doing this below your waist. <laughs> if you merely raise it to your face... It is the one coin hello. <laughs> Emmy award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Only on Netflix. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. I hate that. I know. Nanu nanu. <laughs> but, but wouldn't it be three coin? No, no. I mean, maybe. Listen, it's fake. Whatever it is, they didn't really. <laughs> like, why did, one coin, why didn't they just do this? Like, just we're number yeah. one. I think it's like the O, you know, maybe. O for one. Yeah, maybe O for one. Yeah. I don't know. It's. Uh... Or do you have branding advice over their, their hello of the of the fake? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask. I'm like, hey, crypto? guys, if you're going to do like an elaborate thing that of nothing that exists, could you please at least do a hand signal that makes some sense, please? <laughs> yeah. It's the thing I really. But what it did, though, what is, is more important, it, it created a cult mentality. If you have now a way of saying hello, you've now brought people in. And that is what's crazy. So that is both the MLM part and the affinity fraud part. Because if you think about where all these people are coming from, right, their identity is one that's attached to becoming part of one, something that is not Bitcoin because they missed out, and two, something that is not 
part of the current system of the U.S. fiat currency, right? If you think about that, if you're so into the future or innovation and all of these things, you're going to be very attracted to this. And there's actually a quote from her that I want to pull up. So here's the victim, right? Here she. What's crazy about Ruja is that she continuously describes her own fraud. She describes her victims and she describes almost how she's manipulating them. In that same speech, uh, she says, So also one thing that I see about OneCoin is that a lot of people who never have been in this industry join us. They just get excited about innovation. Instead of doing a Facebook IPO, they decide to do a OneCoin. Join their financial revolution. Be part of innovation. Be one of the first adopters. This is why we capture a lot of people that other companies do not, because we have a vision, because we show people a part of the future. So she's describing there the people that are the victims. She's saying, you sap, you idiot, you don't know anything about cryptocurrency. I'm teaching you things that I pulled from literally tech analysis for dummies. You are a dummy. You act like you love innovation. You buy a fucking iPhone the day it comes out because you're an early adopter. And I'm taking all of your fucking money. And what does she do? She wraps all of that because I'm an early adopter. I love innovation. I love all those things. I would have probably gotten into this thing. People that didn't have a good network of people that were logical to help them out or didn't have a friend to say, hey, maybe you should look into this a little bit more, found a community within OneCoin. And that's how they did it. So that's the MLM part. And that's the dash of affinity fraud. But what about the Ponzi part? How did the money flow? Well, each time the money came in, she paid the previous person, just like any other Ponzi scheme. Remember, we talked about those accounts where they locked up a certain amount of your commission. Well, with all this money locked up and people constantly paying in, it actually wasn't too hard for them to actually keep the facade going. But if you remember Stephen Hoffenberg or even the um, Queen of Swindlers, they would do things to give confidence to their victims and to make sure that they weren't going to run away or take their money out. And what Ruja did was do a thing called splits. And this was not a normal stock split. If you don't know what that is, I'm going to explain it really quick here, right? Sometimes a stock splits. Apple this year, their stock split, which meant your shares are doubled, but the price gets cut in half. So that means the value you have is still the same. But what OneCoin did, again, big red flag here, folks. They did a split where they added more. They doubled your coins, but the price stayed the same. So they just doubled your stack just like that, just because they wanted to. Here's what she said at the event, actually. Let's play that clip. All of this is not an option for a so fast-growing company like ours with a vision like ours. So there's a third option. And the third option is to increase the number of our coins. Create more coins for the merchants and create a bigger coin than anyone. It's almost like print more money. Currently, the biggest market capitalization is held by Bitcoin. 21 million coins, and this is why their coins are so expensive. Then we killed the boost in square. The biggest cryptocurrency, however, is Ripplecoin with 100 billion coins out there. So... We will increase the number of one coins, and I will tell you how. We will become bigger than Ripple Coin, and we will go up to 120 billion coins. That's it. <laughs> Just make them. <laughs> then we will become two coin. <laughs> of course, we cannot do it with our blockchain like today. We need to retire our blockchain, and we will launch a new blockchain on the 1st of October this year. On the 1st of October, we will switch off the website for a few hours and we will launch a new, more powerful blockchain than before. So, but what does this mean for all of you? You have coins, you have done so much. Oh my God, is my coin worth more now? Is it worth less? What happens? First of all, what we will do 
is with more coins, we can drive the expansion in the new markets. We will have, I can guarantee you that the wait list for mining the coin will be three days to one week only, not more. That's not enough time to vet people that are dealing with currency. So what she's saying there is she wants this currency to be the actual digital currency for the world. And if they want the world to use it, well, they're going to have to have more coins for everyone to get. And so Bitcoin doesn't have enough. Ripple has too many. So let's have the most. (laughs) So she just made it up. And that's not how things work. So she also mentions that they're going to make a second blockchain. They're going to turn it down, turn it off, and then turn it back on, move the coins onto a new blockchain, <laughs> and then it's, they're all doubled. You have more money. Let me tell you, be very clear, folks, okay? This is what's kind of sad about all those victims, right? If she were able to do this, it would be a singular revolutionary technological advancement in cryptocurrency. Not a single scientist or programmer or developer or anyone has been able to jump coins from one chain to another, let alone turn it off one day and turn it back on the next day. All bullshit. Completely false. And they all believed it because they were on for the ride. That's it. And one final red flag about this. She mentions at the beginning that they've had explosive growth in their one coin. And they're right. The price of one coin was steadily going up. But let me tell you what the price of one coin never did once the entire time it was active. Go down in price. The only thing one coin did was go up or to the right. So it never went down. It never once went down. <laughs> Wait, Cena, if it went down, sorry, that would have meant that it uh lost value right so it was only going up in value absolutely yes yeah yeah so if it went down but everything goes down you buy you sell things go up and down supply demand so something going on a linear path upwards would be a huge red flag well this is what they did it wasn't like a a completely linear right it wasn't like a straight line it would it was just it would like it would like plateau it would plateau it would go up it would be like stairs stairs (laughs) Yeah, it's like there's it's so blatantly fake. I I I feel I feel kind of bad, but the more I'm talking in this episode, I'm the angrier I am getting at these victims. But we feel bad for them. God damn, fuck you, Rusha. So, as always, how do these scams blow up? Well, it's pretty clear. Someone eventually stuck enough holes in this thing to figure it out, and. Here's how it went down, and I'm going to list the timeline here because I think it's a really interesting timeline. Remember, she started this in 2014. In 2016, she hired her brother, Constantine, to work at OneCoin as her personal assistant. Red flag, folks. Hiring your relatives. Clear sign you're a fraud, okay? February 10th, 2016, the Daily Mirror, which is basically a tabloid, exposed OneCoin as a pyramid scheme. And if you go to the page, it's amazing. It reads like, like you know, Brangelina broke up, but it's just big, huge font. This is fake. There's nothing here. There's no money here. The math doesn't work. All of these things. Someone at the Daily Mirror got very pissed at OneCoin. March 3rd, 2016. Norway's Direct Selling Association calls out OneCoin for being an ugly pyramid scheme. Oh, that seems a little seems a little That's mean. very aggressive for the Norwegians. Very yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. July 2016, Belgium's Financial Services and Markets Authority warns the public that they should be cautious of the activities related to OneCoin and as a scheme they had not received authorization or recognition of the regulatory body. December 2016, the Italian government suspends all OneCoin activity. January 2017, OneCoin's exchange shuts down without warning to anyone. And it wasn't to restart the new blockchain, folks. It just shut down. Not over yet. Mid-2017, 
Ruja planned on getting married to this guy, Gilbert Armenta, but she started growing a little suspicious of him. And why? Gilbert had actually become an informant for the FBI. <laughs> Ooh, a honeypot. I love that. A, a, a sexy man to, to, trap, exactly. to trap the lady. Yeah. Life goals <laughs> when Gilbert didn't get the information that he had promised from her. He pleads guilty and he's charged with wire fraud, money laundering, and extortion and conspiracy, all related to one coin. I would love to hear that pillow talk. It's like, oh, uh, God. honey. You know, I just, just really looking forward to our future together. If you could just, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. If, do you want to talk about maybe like the whole blockchain relaunch? <laughs> <laughs> How does the price just never go down? Can you just, can you tell me that? How does that work? And please don't look at me. You're too beautiful. If you could actually look directly into that teddy bear with a shiny eyeball in the corner <laughs> while you say this. April 2017, Indian police arrest 18 organizers of a one-coin seminar. Uh, they apparently seized almost $3 million from the organizers. They were bringing people together for a public offering of one-coins, and they claimed they would make people billionaires. April 2017, again, Germany's Federal Financial Super Supervisory Authority issues a cease and desist order against OneCoin. More in April, the Bank of Thailand warns to get out of it. The government of Belize cease and desist. You gotta be really fucked up for the government of Belize to say cease and desist, okay? You better Belize that. June 2017. <laughs> <laughs> OneCoin had an affiliate event in Vietnam, which sparked huge controversy. And then the Vietnamese government had to come out and say that they were not sanctioned by the government. Then the CEO at that time, because Ruja had, had been gone, said that he took responsibility for the forging of the documents to make the investment vehicle in Vietnam. Although the CEO was a little out of order when he said this whole experience has been my Vietnam. <laughs> October 27, I don't know about that one. October 25th, 2017, Dr. Ruja is seen for the last time. What? In an email between OneCoin leaders, Dr. Ruja is quoted saying that if the company fell apart, she would, quote, take the money and run and blame someone else for this. In 2018, the U.S. government charged her with a ton of stuff, which I'm not even going to bother getting into. They 2019. Her, they charged her with copyright infringement for using Alicia Keys without permission. <laughs> so in 2019, her brother is arrested and pleads guilty to money laundering and fraud. But the reason I'm not going to go through the charges on Ruja is because since October 25th, 2017, she's gone. No one has seen her. They've even made a podcast all about her disappearance. <laughs> the crypto queen is on the lam. She made a fake cryptocurrency and then somehow dissolved her entire existence into the fake cryptocurrency world. <laughs> and no one can find her. And that is where we're going to leave it today with Ruja gone in the wind. And we're going to talk to some people that can hopefully bring some light into one coin her disappearance what it was like inside i don't know but there's a lot here we could probably spend 10 episodes on ruja but we're gonna do a couple maybe three we'll see how it goes but stick with us i had a uh, this is this one Woof. i mean this is a lot of stuff justin how do you feel do you understand cryptocurrencies now justin I do understand cryptocurrencies and my mouth is watering for the follow-ups to this. So I'm actually going to wipe my mouth with a green bee tea towel purchased from green bee tea towel in Kansas city, Missouri. The, <laughs> the owners of that show follow, uh, follow the show. So uh, on, on Instagram, and I saw that. So I decided to buy a green bee tea towel to wipe my mouth from the salivation and anticipation of Bruja's whereabouts. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I'm glad we got them a good plug on the show here. Well, listen, guys, big thanks to Emily Fusco on the research for this. This was a big one. Hannah Shaw, thank you so much for the research. Marie Anderson on the edit. 
Uh, Hazel Bryan, thank you for the wonderful producing and participating here today. As always, this has been a production of Zero Cool Media and The Last Podcast Network. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff, like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.